Did you call bank? I call game. <laughs> Welcome back to Calling Bank, episode 13. I can't believe it's already been 13 episodes, Harry. It has. Where's the time gone? Uh, you know, it flies when you're having fun with the NBA. That's and we're true. very excited because it's been a huge fortnight in the NBA. A lot of things have been going on. You know, Clippers blew out the Rockets. That was exciting. That was uh, something. The Grizz are like, what, six and two? Five and two now. Five and two Crazy. after just beating Utah. Crazy. Uncle Drew finally remade an appearance versus the Pistons. Well, I needed him because in fantasy, he's been killing me. He's so I'm glad, I'm glad he's finally decided to play. It was the shaved head, I think, that did it. I it think was, that was it the It was difference. the shaved head that really made the difference. Uh, Raptors blew out the 76ers, who I don't think anymore are a title contender. Um, Harry, it's two weeks in. Don't Our boy Ben Simmons has got a long way to go. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddle hit a game-winner. Paul Millsap hit a game-winner. Victor Oladipo hit, hit a game-winner. Game it's Look, there's, there's a lot going on in the league. But yep. we thought this week there was too many games, so we thought instead of two games, games of the week, yep. we'd do performances of the, of the fortnight, yep. really. Yep. And we'll start off. I mean, it was very obvious, these two. And I think a lot of people have spoken about these. Uh, these these games and people. Yeah. But maybe we can add a little bit more. Maybe. A bit more flavor. We'll see. We'll see if we can. Uh, I'm going to speak about the one and only Splash Brother. Not uh-huh. Steph who dropped 51 points. Yep. Not KD who dropped 25 in the fourth quarter against New York. Not who's Draymond. Who's the other one? It's got to be Clay Thompson. Yep. Who, of course, in, in the last week, broke the three-point record for most threes in a half and in a game. Wow. So he was 18 of 29, 14 of 24 shooting. Just want to put this in perspective. Three-point shooting. Three-point shooting. 10 of 14 in the first half. From three. From three. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the only reason that he took so many extra shots in the second half was because in the third quarter, they were just like, you know what? Let's just give every single play to to Clay. Clay Thompson. They just kept on feeding him the ball. And he said, it's really quite funny, because he said that there was about three that he should have gotten in. But really, like, aside from that and the stitches, he felt pretty good. He felt pretty good about himself. So 52 points, 27 minutes. Did it by halfway through, uh, you know, the third quarter. Look, the defense of the Bulls was pretty accommodating, I've got to say. Look... Uh, the Bulls' defense is definitely one of the worst, if not the worst, in the in the league. It's 29th currently. Yeah. Right? Well, you've got turnstiles in, in um, Zach Levine there. Yeah. It makes things a bit easier. It does. And, you know, just their general defense and Jabari was, Parker was as well. terrible. Yeah. But Clay was on fire. The person, of course, before that who had the record was the other Splash brother, Steph Curry, who had 13 of 17. So, mm. obviously... Much higher percentage shooting, but still 14 of 24 is that's what you want from field goal, let alone from you know three three. point shooting. So (laughs) it was it was really interesting because in the interview after he he said they had a lot of mixed feelings because Mm. he'd taken the you know the record away from his fellow splash brother. But if you look at Steph when he makes it, he's as excited as As Clay. Everyone was excited. Everyone was very excited. It's funny, he beats the record and then they just sit his ass down for the rest of the game. Yeah, because what else does he have to do? They were were 140 points in that game, 146 or whatever it was. So I just want to put the three-point shooting in perspective. Yep. What Clay and Steph have achieved. So up until the 2000s, right, Bleacher Report said that only four players had hit double digits in threes. Okay. And this is including when they had a shorter three-point line when they tested that out for yeah, a Yeah, that, that was weird. Which was a weird like time. That. Now, by 2012, five players had hit 11 threes or more. Only five. Yep. Clay and Steph, I mean, besides 2013, essentially from 20, 2015 to 18, yep. 
have hit 11 threes or more nine times. Yeah. Nine. Nine. There was literally four people that had hit double digits in threes up until 2000. Obviously, we know the game has changed and three-point shooting is, is now the like, way of the future. But nine times, just Steph and Clay alone. Yeah. I think watching Clay, and he said it because he, he really needed this game for himself. He was in a bit of a slump. He hadn't scored five over 19. Yeah, it was like, five of 36 from three up yeah, until he that wasn't, point. He wasn't shooting great at all. And he needed this game. But when they're dominating and Clay's playing and Durant, and Steph, and Draymond, and when Boogie's finally better, you realize, they can't be better. why are we even playing this season? Yeah. Let's just go home. I'm ready for 2019, 2020. You're just waiting for, um, for some free agency. Yeah, Clay Thompson's going to move to the Lakers, haven't you heard? Obviously. <laughs> it's all going to happen. Because even though he says that he definitely won't move, he's going to move. You know? <laughs> so that got, was Clay. You've got the inside scoop there. Oh, I've got all the inside scoop. You know, Maybe I'll have a chat with him about it when I, when I meet him in a couple of weeks. Now, the other performance of the week is hard to go past. Um, as you will have probably seen the various tears on TV, Derek Rose, the D yeah. Rose. He was gushing. He was, was it was very sweet. You know what? I, I my heart went out to him. Yeah, and he deserved it because it's a, it was a big deal when he scored fifty. It was. It was it, huge. It was. Granted that uh, Blake Griffin, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson had also done it in the nah, week. but you know, it's different. It's it was different. different with Derek. Look, Derek, nineteen of thirty-one, four of seven from three, and we know his three-point shooting has historically been subpar, a thirty percent historic three-point shooter. This game, fifty points, six assists, four rebounds, one steal, one block. This is Derek Rose. We're talking about. Yeah. It's a Derek Rose that no one has talked about since 2011. Since he got that MVP. Since he got MVP. Last minute of the game, just to cap all of those off, those stats didn't blow you away. He gets a clutch shot within the last 30 seconds to put them up against Utah, then hits a pair of three throws, then goes and does a game-winning block against Dante Exum in the last seconds to prevent a three-point shot. It was his game. He, yeah, it was his game. Was if his you game. also look at the fact, you know, Jimmy Butler didn't play, obviously. Uh, Jeff Teague didn't play. And the rest of their team played like trash. Derek Rose was a shining light. But I think, yeah, I think it's obviously, it's the story behind it as well. With Derek Rose, all the trauma that he went through and no one thinking that he could get back to where he was. But look, there are just a few things that caught my eye. Number one, the only reason he played and started and had as many shots as he did, Jeff Teague, Tyce Jones, and as you said correctly, Jimmy Butler were all out. Yeah. So basically their third string, he's the third string point guard. He is. And uh, what's better is he had a lot of minutes. Yep. What's worse for me is that he's on the op- opposing fantasy team of, that I'm playing against. Oh, so fantastic. absolutely smoking me with 75 fantasy points. There you go. Um, number two, obviously Jimmy Butler deciding not to play because of soreness. I saw an interview with Jimmy Butler the other day about him speaking about his soreness. And he was like, if I wasn't asking for a trade, would you even consider speaking about my soreness? And the reporter was like... Oh, no, nah, like, I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. piss off. Yeah. Which I thought was quite funny. Jimmy Butler is taking, definitely taking the piss out of it a little bit. I think he's taking piss out of the whole situation. Too, he really is. Like. He's just resting whenever he wants. He was meant to rest against Golden State the other day. and then like, to play because he's on ESPN. Play. You know, you got to show yourself off. Yeah, exactly. He, he needs that big max deal. Well, that was funny because they said that when Warriors were winning, you could see, like, people waving the towels and Jimmy Butler was waving the towels yeah, for the Warriors. It was weird, man. Was I don't weird, like it. Yeah. I don't understand. Just trade him, please. Um, back to Rose. It was the first time Derek Rose has scored more than 40 points since his MPB year in, in 2011. Um, and then he also, if we think about this, he scored 50 points against the Jazz. Yeah. The Jazz. That's one of the best defensive teams in the league. Yeah, and they got this guy called Rudy Gobert. I heard he was defensive player of the year. I heard he was okay. At yeah, not bad. Um, 
This was also the same Jazz team they got traded to from the Cavs in Feb last year and got waived without yeah, ever playing for the Jazz. Yeah. So that's a little, you know, maybe an act of revenge. There have been a couple of stories like this where people have been waived, like Spencer Dinwiddle versus... Detroit Pistons as yep. well. He got yep. waved and then hit that game winning three. Yep. So the vengeance is real. It's real. I'd be angry. Look, to be honest, the best part of the whole story was obviously the unexpected nature of Derek Rose getting 50 points because yeah. I think most of us think he's done. Um, I mean, he more or less is done. He's he, been playing better this season than he has in many a year. Exactly right. But I think really it was just the reaction of Derek Rose post game and how emotional he was and the support he received from the NBA players. Like, if you haven't seen it, Go and watch that interview. Like that yeah. guy was—he was breaking down. It was—it was beautiful. It was, it was really it was, touching. It was really touching. I was going to summarize really this whole Derek Rose thing with a LeBron quote because we know we're a very pro Lakers show now. Yeah. So. Uh, LeBron, any kids that's going through anything, you can look at that performance by Derek Rose. That's why our game is so unbelievable. Even when a superhero is knocked down, he's still a superhero, and Derek Rose showed why he's still a superhero. Look, he's probably not going to do it again. No, but. But yeah, what a performance. Great performance. What a performance. And he, at the end of the game, it felt like he just won the playoffs. Yep. The finals. And he was MVP of the final series. Yep. It was nice. It was It was, It was. was great. And, and that's what, what it's all about. NBA cares, you know. NBA cares. Touch our hearts. And Derek, you know, if you keep doing that, we'll keep talking about you on the show. Yeah, exactly. Now, we're not sure if we'll go back to the game of the week or performances of the week. But for now, that was performance of the week. We're trying something new. We're trying something a bit different. Let us know what you think. Now, we do have some things to speak about. Uh, and we had to speak about, well, Kevin Love is out for the season, pretty much. He's out for at least six weeks with Good. a toe surgery. Because he's in your fantasy team. He is so I'm not happy. anymore. Just dropped him for Montez uh, Harrell, uh, which is great. But also, Tyron Tyro Luke got, uh, got fired. Because what a surprise! The Cleveland Cavaliers suck. So what do they? What do they not now? Harry? I think they're like one and seven, one and eight, one and eight. Yeah, one and eight. I mean, when you're getting blown out by Charlotte, yeah, it's not good. Know. Yes, so that whole Charlotte performance, yeah, kind not of. not great. And now that Kevin Love's out, they have Buckley's chance of winning. Even when he comes back, they're probably going to trade him. Uh, he should get traded. Oh, like they, a they, mega deal. They need to. They all need to clean out house like they should be looking to trade Kyle Korver as soon as possible trade J.R. Smith he's literally begging for it and he's getting fined for the NBA for doing so look I feel bad for Tyron Lue but also he wasn't coaching the team LeBron was so his record without LeBron was something like 1-17 in by Felicia yeah because he doesn't know how to coach I mean he got stepped over by Allen Iverson yeah I know no one will ever forget that that will forever be his name but look I feel bad for the guy he he tried and also didn't get much of a run one day they were always going to be terrible they are always going to be but bad. now they're going to look for a development coach so they can tank a bit they should they and should. that's I mean that's very fair uh, now we wanted to speak about we're very on, early on in the season but there's it's been about three four weeks yep. we want to know which teams are bust which team has been a great surprise about how well they're doing yep. now we're not speaking about the Grizzlies but I want to just say I'm surprised yeah wow uh, obviously, when you have Marcus all healthy and Mike, Mike Con- Conley healthy, healthy you've got a pretty good team, especially yeah. because last season they managed to get a couple of good draft picks. Yep. Uh, I'm very surprised with them, but we're not speaking about them. Will, no. do you want to take us through some of the, the, the teams that I think, unsurprisingly, have been massive busts so far this season? I'm, I'm more than happy to, Harry. Um, I mean, obviously, Cleveland could be up there, but you know what? We expected that, so I'm not going to go through that. We're going through the surprise bus. Well, yeah, the teams that you thought would be better but uh, have just not been good at all. And one of those teams is... Washington Wizards. The Wizards. Who, so, who played their first game with Dwight Howard just a couple of days ago. He did. So at, at the time of this game. recording, 1-7. and seven. 
I'm going to put it out there. Probably one and eight Probably or one, one and nine. By time Maybe. This is released. So let's talk about the Wizards. What are they? The Wizards are a team that are $8 million over the salary cap. They're in luxury tax. Yeah, because of Otto Porter Jr. They have two all-stars in John Wall and Bradley Beal. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. has got a max deal because he's meant to be a good 3 and D kind yeah. of player. He's um, playing terrifically this season, right? Exactly. They got Dwight Howard now, uh, who, you know, still is a double-double machine. And this is a team that made the playoffs in the East every single year since the 2014 season. Mm-hmm. Now, how many games they won this year? As we said, one. One. And they beat my Trailblazers on the road in yeah, an overtime which game. which was surprising. Yeah. But I think Trailblazers just had a bad game. We did. Yeah. We did. But who are the teams that they lost to? They've lost all three of their home games up until this point. They've lost the Heat, the Raptors, and the Thunder. Yeah. They've Thunder lost who have been playing terribly. Thunder who offensively looked bad. Yeah. And they allowed them to score 40-plus points in a quarter. Uh, they lost road games to the Warriors, fair enough. Yeah. The Kings, more on them later. The Clippers and the Grizzlies. Yeah, not great. That's not a great road record no. at all. So I want to talk about why they're doing that. The reason they're doing that at the moment is... Uh, let's have a look at some of the key stats. Look at the key stats. Let's have a let's have a gander. So no team gives up more points to the Wizards, but they've also been very poor on offense um, in their first eight games. So if we look about it, points allowed per game, 123.9. That is oh, last. That's worse in the league. That is the worst there in the league. Offensive efficiency, they are 26th in the league. Can I just say that for points allowed per game, like defensively, they're worse than the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, who literally don't even know how to play defense. Yes. They thought it was they thought it was literally defense that you put around your house. That's what Zach Levine <laughs> thought defense was. Yeah, look, he's never been taught. Defensive efficiency, they're 28th in the league. Offensive rebound percentage, they're last in the league. And I know Dwight Howard's been out and that will contribute to that, but still, threes allowed per game, 13. That's last, That's last in, the in the league. Look, what are all these stats? What are all these stats telling me? What are they telling me? I don't know. What are they telling you, Will? What these stats are telling me is number one, they've missed Dwight Howard. So for me, having him out for those first seven games, that's been a big issue. They still got smoked by the Thunder. In fairness, that was his first game. Yeah. Okay. First game coming back, and he did put up good m- numbers. But yeah. Okay. Dwight Howard, this is the Dwight Howard that in Charlotte last year played 81 games, 16 points, 12 and a half rebounds, one point, one and a half blocks. He was solid. He, he was, was definitely solid. solid. Without him, well, who have they been relying on at the five? <laughs> Ian Mahinmi, who's been, never been good. No. Um, who's on a ridiculous contract. Jason Smith. Oh, I didn't know still played in the league, to but be he's, honest. But he's there. He is there. Still yuck. And Markeith Morris, who can play as a small ball five, but really is a power forward. Yeah. only a power forward. Yeah, not at all. So they've got really no room protector whilst Dwight Howard's been out because they just don't have the depth. And Ian Mahinmi's kind of done. What this is also showing me is the fact that organisational dysfunction and that cultural identity the Wizards have is starting, starting to finally crack. There's always been issues between Wall and Bill. Yeah. Every year they make the playoffs and somehow they get through it. And this Which, year... They're like the opposite of DeRozan and Lowry. They're, they're not best friends. Not at all. They don't FaceTime. They don't like each and other. hang out. They right. don't like each other that much. So what we're really seeing is personality issues in that team where basically John Wall didn't like Marching Gotat, they got rid of Marching Gotat. Now John Wall isn't getting along with Bradley Bill. Get rid of... You've got to get rid of one of them. Sorry. What, what you're being shown, they're being shown up. They don't communicate well. They don't show effort. This team is, talent-wise, the best on paper it's ever been. And yet they are one of the worst the teams worst. in the league. You know what? I think at the end of the day, they do have to trade one of them. And it will probably be Bradley Beal. Trade for CJ McCollum. I'd take him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that'll help with the Wizards at all. but No. Defensively, it won't help. No. It'd probably be worse. Look, 
the other part for me, so I, I, we talked about the fact that Dwight Howard's been out. They've had injuries. We've talked mm, about... Poor communication. Bad culture. The coach, Scott Brooks. I don't rate him. I'll be honest with you, Harry. I do not rate Scott Brooks. Uh, for me, there were a few elements this year that I don't like. Publicly shaming Otto Porter Jr. for not <laughs> yeah. taking enough shots. Yeah, that was, was weird. That about? Why do you do that? Like, like, Otto Porter is one of those guys. Give him the ball, he'll shoot the ball. Yeah. But when you've got John Wall and Bradley Bill who have so high usage in your offense, which is, again, a weird part of the scheme... So as I was saying, Harry, the last element for me really is the coach. Yeah. Scott Brooks. We know he's been in the league for a while, coached OKC Thunder to the Western Conference uh, Finals. Uh, sorry, to the, play, to the so NBA to Finals. To the NBA Finals, 2012, wasn't it? 2012, 2013, yeah. where they lost to Miami Heat. So we know that he's okay, but he's made a few strange decisions this year. One, public is shaming Otto Porter Jr. for not shooting enough. Yeah, so we did speak about that, yeah. uh, and it's not great. But no. he's done other things as well that have not been great. so good. Yes. So I think there's times where he seems to play this all bench lineup, and it doesn't work. What, with Austin Rivers? How could that not work? This he got a tribute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a nice guy, don't get me wrong, but it He's not having doesn't, a great year. doesn't need a tribute either. Exactly. Obviously, um, Daddy organized that, but we won't get into that. Um, but these all bench lineups and games, like if you watch that OKC Thunder game, literally that was the reason that they got blown out. Yeah. Bench came in, they were down, went up going down 15, the game was over. Their bench sucks. Bench sucks. Um, also, finally, last point, their schedule. Schedule hasn't been the easiest, but really with the talent they have, they should be better. My overall summary for the Wizards, unless they make a coach change, and I know this is me this is talking big, I can see this team missing the playoffs. Yeah, which is um, a huge, huge call. And I could see them trading away a wall or bill. Yeah. Because they just, it just well, doesn't I think work. Just to change it up, you're not going any further than the second round anyway. So, yes. like, move on with your lives. Exactly. Um, if, if you want a laugh as well, Harry, Stephen <laughs> A. Smith last year did a fantastic thing about which team NBA team disappointed him most. He also talks about the Wizards, but this is back in February when they're actually okay. Yeah, and no, he, it is hilarious. He's, Watch it. He's going to be an angry boy. He was now, very angry. A team that has surprised me, oh, yeah. really shouldn't, is when we when we wrote this, 7-1 and one, Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. Of course, handed their first loss by the Celtics just, just last week. Now, they started off with only a one-point win versus Charlotte. And but that was in Charlotte. In Charlotte. And then from there, they won by double digits in every game. They beat Indiana, Philly, Timberwolves. Also beat the Raptors without Kawhi, but also Giannis didn't play. Yep. And they won by like 20 points. They only lost to Boston by four. Could have won that game. Mm. Easily. Yeah. And the question is how? How did yeah. this happen? How yeah. did they win, you know, seven games? They were the only undefeated team in the NBA. They were the last one standing. It's the Eastern Conference, right? It is, but also it's their coach. So Mike Budenholzer. What are you telling me? He's better than Jason Kidd. Yeah, That's surprising. I know. It's surprising that a real coach is better than a development coach. What a, <laughs> what a shocking development. Yeah. Now... Oh, I like that little pun there. Yeah, it's hilarious. Now, they, they really changed the way they played. Yep. A lot more passing, a lot more clean looks from three. Mm-hmm. So last last season, you know, they were one of the worst. And this season, they're getting 22.6 open looks per game, which is wow. up from 14 last year. That is a sizable difference. But it's also they're hitting these shots. So not only do you have Chris Middleton, who's just dominating in the threes. He's, um, he could all be an all-star this year. He's so good. Yes. Uh, Tony Snell's even hitting it, but Brooke Lopez is hitting it. Hitting it. Uh, Brogdon, Bezlow, obviously Giannis is, is not because... Brooke, Brooke Lopez for that team was such a good buy. And you he's know so what? cheap. He was, he was hitting threes in the Lakers and 
You guys got I rid of him. I don't know why we got rid of him, but let's not speak about it. JaVale McGee has been amazing. Now, Giannis, of course, is hitting 69% from the paint. He's also scoring 26 points per game at 52%. Uh, and Middleton is scoring 20 points per game at 51% from the three. Wow. But it's not even that. It's not even just their offense. It's also their defense. So last year they were 18th in defensive efficiency, right? Efficiency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the time of the podcast, they were ranked second wow. in so the how league. Changed. They don't switch anymore. Ah. So with the kid, they used to switch a lot, and then they used to lose their man, like give up halfway through plays. Yeah. Now they're like running through screens. They're tagging it's, it's, their it's man. man on man. Yeah, and they're doing it so well. Especially when you have very lanky team. You know, Giannis is a 6'11 point guard. Yeah. The rest of their team, Middleton, lanky. You know, Bledisloe is tall. Bledisloe is tall, but also he's a bloody gun defender. Yeah. So really, you've got a whole team that can defend. They're not switching, so they're sticking with their men and many and able to keep up that. They're a fast-paced team that now hits open look threes. Yep. Yeah, okay, I think we have a top three contender. They're definitely better than the 76ers, at least at the moment. That's your top four in the East. The top four's already settled, man. It is. It is. It's where they're going to land. That's the real question. But I was really surprised by Milwaukee. This is what they should have been last year. I'm glad that it's finally happening. Absolutely. And Brooke Lopez and Ilya Sova off the bench. Fantastic. Love it. Beautiful. Yeah. Delhi's not playing. Thornmaker's not playing. But that's okay. They're a better team for it, unfortunately. Trade, trade them, so let them play, please. Yeah, please. All, please. That's all we want to see. Um, so that's Milwaukee. You've got another team that was a bit of a bust. Thus far. So far. So far. So far. Well... You know, at the time of the podcast, I can even say now three and five, but three and four. still not great. Still not great. A uh, team that did uh, one win away from the NBA playoffs, and really, if they made the finals, they would have won. Would have won because it's against won. Cleveland. So we're talking about the Houston Rockets. I think one of the biggest surprises to start the year is the Rockets, whose only victories this year have come against now the Lakers, who they then, who actually should have won that game. The Lakers should have until the fight. Until the fight, if there wasn't the fight, Lakers would have won. Sorry, the Brooklyn Nets, who are a terrible team, and the Chicago Bulls. Also, a team that doesn't know how to play. Yes. Um, Zach Levine is beautiful, and I love everything that he does. And when Laurie Marketing comes back and Chris Dunn, it'll be great. But until then... They're not the same team. Yeah. So you've got basically the Houston Rockets, who re-signed Chris Paul, re-signed Clint Capella, still have league MVP James Harden in their team. How on earth are they 3-5? and five? Oh, I, I, It's quite simple. Uh, they gave away all their defense and just rested their defense on literally Clint Capella and a bit of Chris Paul. So just before I go into my view on what happened, let's look at their losses. They lost to the Pelicans by 19. Oh, they they've been blown out, but yeah. Clippers by a couple. Jazz by 11 and Trailblazers by 19. The fun stat of the year for the Rockets for me. The Rockets last year won at least one quarter in every single regular season game per year. <laughs> That streak got broken by the Pelicans in the first game. Well, they got blown out by the Pelicans in the first game. They were water. Yeah, it was pretty awful. And you know what? Besides the fact James Harden has been injured, it's not been a great start for them. Even no. with Chris Paul, they only won the other day because Chris Paul had 30 and 11. Crazy. Yeah, and he went And really also Camelo well. started playing. And Melo played very well as well. He hit 9 of 12. Yes, exactly. So this is actually a very good moment to start talking about the reasons I think they've started poorer than we expected. I don't think it's just you. I would say it's, it's most people. Most At least with one of your reasonings. Yeah. Here. Yep. So, A, personnel changes. So we talked with, I think this has been talked about a lot, but basically Rockets and Free Agent Agency lost their two best defensive wings that helped them implement that switch everything defensive scheme that um, that their coach, Dan Tony, really loves. Trevor Reza moved to the Phoenix Suns and Luke Mbaba Mute moved to the LA Clippers. And so they replaced these two players with... Ah, uh, players that have not been renowned for their defensive effort, at least in Carmelo's. Carmelo is literally on the same level as Harden before Harden started doing a little bit of de- defense. Exactly. So you've got Carmelo Anthony, great offensively, 
in the past. Sometimes. 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 And James Ennis III, who was playing off the bench for Detroit, 3 and D kind of guy, but... Not enough D. <laughs> Not enough D, obviously. Yeah. So, personnel changes, I mean, that's going to take time. Yeah, and I think, these I think once they lost Mar Barmute and also Trevor Reza, everyone thought they would be a weaker defensive team. Yes. They just did not think that it would be this week. And yes. Dan might actually get fired soon. If they don't win get more better. games. Yeah. Injuries and suspensions is another thing. James Harden missed three games thus far in, that, yeah. in the first eight. I mean, he's MVP and they do need him. CP3 suspended they lost for two. All. They lost two of those three, by the they way. They did, yep. Uh, CP3 suspended for two games for fighting Rajon Rondo. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. But terrible for them. So if you're going to miss your best players, you're going to lose games in this league. Obviously. Obviously. Now let's talk about their defense. Ranked 24th in the league in defensive rating does not help your case. As mentioned before, the switch everything scheme developed by their former defensive coach, Jeff Bizdelic. 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 Very common last name, actually. In... Sounds Polish. Yeah, I was going to say Poland. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I think he's retired now. Um, but basically... When you switch everything and now all of a sudden Melo's defending you, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Attack Melo. <laughs> it doesn't work. Do whatever you want with him. Put exactly. him in a cannon. Shake him up. Throw him to the world. Exactly right. So I think that's part of the reason why they struggled. Offensively, it's a make and miss league. And a whole lot of missing is happening in Houston right now. I'm going to use the example of the Portland game. And I, I'll be honest, like I watched that game um, through work. Um, whilst I was away. <laughs> um, but I watched that game and I'll be honest, offensively, they just were terrible. Yep. They shot 32% from the field that game, 23% from three, and 57% from the free throw line. And the free throw is probably the worst bit of it all. Because you're yes. going to have off games, but you should always be hitting those free exactly. throws. They're free points. They shoot like that, they're going to lose games. Yeah. Do you think it's going to continue this way? No. They're okay. too talented. Yeah. Harden's come back. CP3's come back. They've already now won two games on the trot at the time of this podcast. I know against lesser teams. They still make the playoffs. They should still make the top four. What they need to do, they need to figure out their rotations, figure out a defensive scheme that hides Melo, yep. and also how to best utilize Melo. And also get PJ Tucker back to his playoff days. That'd be lovely, because yeah, he nice. was a dominating force back then. Yeah. Also get, uh, you know, Mark Cardle-Williams to start playing. He can't play. I okay, but they can try. They can try. They can try. Yeah, and also hopefully get a couple more people back from injury, Nene and, of course, Eric Eric Gordon Eric as well. Gordon, six man of the year. Yep. All right, well, who's, who's the last surprise? And I am shocked by this one. I was going to do the Grizz, but I had to do the Sacramento Kings. Yes, you did. Who are, who are currently sitting, like, second in the Pacific Division with, crazy. behind Golden State. Crazy. They started off 6-3 and three at the beginning of this podcast. So, of course, they started the season 0-2. and two. So, everyone's like, oh, you know what? Kings, we always thought. We predicted they were going to win, like, 23 games yeah, this season. Yeah, which, which I is, stick by. <laughs> well, I mean, they've already won a quarter of that, and it's been nine, nine games. games yeah. um, so, they started 0-2, lost to the Jazz and the Pelicans, which is fair. Although that Utah, they, I mean, they lost to the Grizzlies on, on Utah Sunday. Utah 4-4 four four at this stage. Yeah, but, you know, you think, fine. And then they beat the Thunder, and I'm thinking, and they smashed them. They won by, like, 20 points. And mm. I was like... That's weird. I mean, okay, fine. Westbrook was, was first, his first game. First game they had to get back into it. But then they beat the Grizz, the Grizzlies, Wizard, Heat, Magic, and Hawks. Okay. Three of those teams, you're like, okay, sure. But the Wizard and the Heat? Yeah. It's the crazy. Wizards should be winning that game. The Heat should also be. These yes. are both playoff teams. Yes. Sacramento was not meant to be a playoff team this early no. whatsoever. They've already won six games, right? Yeah. They have also dropped 146 points against Atlanta. Yep. This is a team that we thought had no offense yes. at all. You're yes. relying on Darren Fox for your offense Buddy and everything. Hill, Darren Fox. Bielitsa. Bielitsa. Okay. Can I get there? Do you yes. want to just hold no, 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 Sorry. So 
Last year, they were last in offense and their defense wasn't much better. Yeah. It, was, it was also close to last. This year, currently 15th in offense with, offense with 110.3 points per game. Yep. And 17th in defense. Wow. We're only allowing 110. So they're just a middle, an average team. But literally have skyrocketed at this rate. Yes. They could make the playoffs. They could end up being 8th in the Western Conference. I don't think they will be. But they won't be. But why Why did this happen? Yep. Why has it happened? De'Aaron Fox is a superstar. Mm. Sorry. He mm. is so good. Mm. He, of course, got his first triple-double, 17 points per game, shooting 48%, 7 assists, and 4 rebounds. A huge increase from last year. Good on him. You know, Marvin Bagley, you know, the, the second third. pick. The third. The third, sorry. He's the but second, the second pick. pick. <laughs> He's the second pick. He's shooting 54%. 12 and 7. This is from a rookie. Yeah, good. Right? It only gets better from there. Willie Colley Stein also improved. He's hitting 17, 17 points per game and 9 rebounds per game. Yep. Buddy Hield is finally shooting. Good. It took him four years. Too long. Three years, I think. I think he's in 14. Now. Yeah, I don't know. Tell us which one's which. But he has decided that he actually knows how to shoot. 52% from field goals. 45 from three and hit their leading scorer. 19 points per but game. That's, that's what he should have been. He's doing exactly what he needs. De'Aaron Fox is getting the ball, passing to him. He's shooting like a shooting guard should. Yes, good. It's not that hard. And my favorite is Bajilica. Bielitsa. Bielitsa? I don't even Bielitsa. know how to pronounce his name. But he, he, of course, was playing in the Washington Wizards. He stepped up with no, John. No, 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 Timberwolves. 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 So who did he, he took over from Andrew Wiggins then when he was injured. Yes. No, he, he took over from Butler. He was starting in, in Butler. Look, Butler. either way, Timberwolves. 15 points per game, six and a half assists per game, five rebounds per game, 58% field goes, and 55% mm. from three. Mm. This guy is shooting the light, uh, lights out. Sorry. Yes. yes. And he is just too good. It's, you know what? It's this game. It's the coach, David... Georgia? Yeah, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't pronounce it. That's okay. I couldn't but say B. David, I'm going to call Coach David. Yeah. Dave, he's, he's good. He has got this team playing the way they should, which is... So the big reason is their pace. Yes, that's it. Their pace was very slow. Second, like it's one of the slowest last season. Now they're one of the fastest. And they're learning how to defend, which is very exciting for them as well. Um, so obviously their defense wasn't great to begin with, but then it got a lot better. Will this continue for them? The simple answer? No, it won't. They've got a lot harder teams they're going to start to play against. They've had an easy run so far. But they might get 30 wins, not 23, or maybe even 35. And it'll be a great development year for all those players. If they keep on improving, they could be a playoff team in like two years. They don't have their first round pick. So they literally have nothing to do. It's going to to Philly or Boston. No, and no one's moving to the Kings for the scenery. No. I hate to say I'm sorry, Sacramento. I've never been. I've never been. I've never been either. There's probably a reason for that. (laughs) You know, ever since they traded Boogie, there's not a lot of allure to go there. Yes. So I think this is a great win for them. I think it could be a really interesting season. I still don't think they make playoffs. I still think they drop off. But hey, it's fun to watch for now. It is. It is indeed. Um... That is the end of Calling Bank, of course. Make sure to get in your questions for any of the NBA teams that we're going to see. So the Lakers, the Utah Jazz, the Spurs, Warriors, Warriors Toronto, Orlando. Get them in. I know all those magic questions you've got. Oh, there. it's going to be pretty magical. Make sure to get them in because we will ask them for you at the games. Uh, but we'll see you another fortnight where we'll have another huge week of NBA uh, just before we head over to the States yep. to cover some games live in the flesh. Exactly. So yeah. thanks for joining us and we'll see you in a fortnight. Yep. See you guys.